The Pacific Ocean, cold and choppy. The men have been in the water for 18 hours, suffering. They were hoping for anyone to save them. Scared because there could be beastly sharks circling them and at any moment could rip them to pieces. So how did they survive? Did they even survive? Well, let's start from the beginning. Hi, this is HLM Radio coming at you from Lake Placid, New York. Today we're going to be talking about how a cook, James Bowen, who survived a shipwreck in the World War II along with over 300 other sailors. It's November 14, 1942, and a man named James Bowman is a cook on the USS Preston. Oh, the USS Preston. I heard of that. That was the ship of the Battle of Guadalcanal that sank during the war. That was the boat Spillman was on. Oh, okay, but what's the Battle of Guadalcanal? The Battle of Guadalcanal was when the U.S. was fighting Japan for the airfield in Guadalcanal. What's so great about the airfield? Heli, do you know more about this? As a matter of fact, I do. The airfield on a tiny island in the vast Pacific Ocean is important because this is where the Allies and Japanese had fought over the airfield. This airfield was key for the Allies. Henderson Fields was expanded and had put in medical facilities during the war. The Allies had their weapons delivered there. However, the Japanese had still owned the northeastern coastal strip of Guadalcanal, and the Japanese were willing to make great efforts to take over the large part of the island. Soon, the Japanese were at war with the Allies. They called this the Battle of Guadalcanal. A defeat at sea or a loss of Henderson Field could destroy America. The Japanese decided to bomb Henderson Field and had felt successful when they seriously damaged it. The Japanese had outnumbered us two to one. However, the attack had cost Japanese thousands of men while America lost less than 100. America had stopped the Japanese from taking control of the airfield and won the Battle of Guadalcanal. Let's get back to Spoonman's story. He was standing on the main deck on the USS Preston at midnight. Spillman was looking at the skies of flames from gun barrels, tracers, and shells flying in the air. This began on November 13, 1942. The USS Preston was hit twice, one after another. Then the ship started to sink. That's when Spillman knew he needed to get off the ship, so he jumped. 130 out of 300 men survived the hits by jumping into the water. 20 of the men, including Spillman, banded together. In the distance, they see a U.S. battleship. It's the South Dakota, but they are being chased by Japanese warships. They think it's there to save them. But it wasn't there to save them. Yes, but it gives them three life rafts. So now they have life jackets and life rafts, right? Yes, but they're still in the water because they all can't fit in the life rafts. So here we are in the Pacific Ocean near Guadalcanal. Wait, Guadalcanal is an island. Were there any people living on it? Tell us more, Lily. Jacob Vauza, a coast watcher, was stabbed in the arms, throat, shoulder, face, and stomach, and then left to die. I'm going to take you out of the sea and onto the land of Guadalcanal with an intense story. After Japan invaded his home, Jacob Vauza decided to join the coast watchers. His job was to watch for attackers like the Japanese. On August 27, 1942, he was captured by the Japanese. They tied him to a tree and beat him, stabbing him multiple times until they thought he was dead. But he wasn't. The Japanese had a discussion about their plans, and Jacob heard it all. When the Japanese left him, he chewed through his rough ropes. Weak from being beat, scratches and bruises, he crawled around three miles through the jungle. Finally, he made it to American lines. Before receiving medical attention, he insisted on telling them the Japanese plan. 
He then spent 12 days in a hospital. Later, he received the Silver Star for his service. I believe he deserved this because he didn't give up, and even though he could have died, he decided to tell the plan to help the Allies. Wait, if they're in the ocean, were there any sharks nearby? Yes, after completing the mission of delivering the atomic bomb pieces, the USS Indianapolis was sailing on a calm night. All was quiet on August 7, 1945, when shortly after midnight, the Japanese hit the USS Indianapolis twice. It only took 12 minutes to sink. 900 people had to jump off the boat into the shark-infested waters. Shark, the sharks were drawn to the surface because of loud explosions, sinking of the ship, the thrashing of men, and the smell of blood. The sharks in the water were oceanic white tips. No other shark is as mean as the oceanic white tip. At first, the sharks ate the dead people because they were easy to get. Then they went on to the people still alive. The sharks could feel them moving, when, but it's hard not to move around because you need to keep treading water. The sharks in the water feasted on them for days. The men were scared because they didn't want to be next. For four days, there was no sign of rescue for the men until a helicopter spotted them and called for rescue. Wow, they're lucky to be alive. Yes, they, they are some dangerous sharks. Let's continue on with Loman's story. So what happened next? They have been in the water for a while, some of them dying. Yes, when people died with a life vest on, a sailor without one would take it off and put it on themselves. That must have been horrible. Could you imagine what that would be like? I couldn't imagine that. Continuing on with the story. They have been in the water for 18 hours. They see something over the horizon. It's USS Meade there to save them. They swing down a ladder, but it's not a nice, easy metal ladder. It's made out of rope. Yes, and remember, these men are wounded and exhausted for being in the water for so long. Some of the men on the USS Meade have pulled them off onto the ship. Well, at least they survived. Spillman was one of the few that survived. Spillman says when he and the men got on board, they couldn't walk because they have been swimming for so long. Some of the other sailors have helped them around. Every year on November 14th, he goes to church and remembers his shipmates, and he says a prayer for them. He goes to church on November 14th because that's the day the ship sank. Spillman says, the way I look at it, I'm very lucky to be alive. <laughs>